Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the On the Pony Express podcast. Part of the On3 network. Check out all the SMU coverage you need at ontheponyexpress.com. Now, now. here's your host, Billy Embody. Billy Embody. One, two, three. Let's go. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year, everyone. We hope you guys had a great start to the new year. We know it ended on the field with a loss in the Fenway Bowl for SMU football, but Rhett Lashley and his staff rebounded right away uh, to land a key addition from the transfer portal, and we'll talk about that uh, early on in the podcast. But first, I want to announce that we're now partnered with Status Jet, the official presenting sponsor of the On the Pony Express podcast. David Henry and his entire team at Status Jet are proud SMU athletic supporters as well. Uh, so be sure to support them, Status Jet. Check them out um, and, and let them take care of uh, your private jet uh, chartering experience. Uh, they know how to get you guys way more than just from point A, point a to B. They know what it takes uh, to do all the little things to make your private jet chartering experience uh, that much better um, than anybody else who does it out there. And whether you're looking to uh, charter flights, uh, buying an aircraft, or selling a plane, uh, they have a new level of like luxury that they can share with you uh, over at Status Jet. They're right here in Dallas. I sat down with David and we talked about partnering uh, for 2024, and we're certainly kicking it off right uh, with Status Jet as the presenting sponsor of On the Pony Express. Uh, a few quick things. We're going to have some really exciting news to come as the year unfolds with some of these ACC trips uh, that SMU has in front of it, both uh, on the football field and in basketball. So we're excited to do some things with Status Jet on that front. And head over to their website, guys, and check them out, statusjet.com. And when you do book with Status Jet, mention the code uh, PONYUPACC or mention that you heard about them from ontheponyexpress.com. We know Status Jet is a big supporter of SMU. They flew the band and cheerleaders down to Tulane for the AAC championship game. David and his team over there just have those that extra personal touch when you give them a, a call. It's, it's so much more than, again, just getting from point A to point B. When you have last-minute changes or uh, maybe a cancellation from your other charter jet, the, they're team at status jet brings you guys the goods and can get you there um, with that peace of mind and just just overall uh, luxury that you expect from a uh, private jet chartering uh, company ask about the status jet card program to receive more benefits when traveling through private private jet charters again uh, pony up acc is the code or mention us on the ponyexpress.com and david and his team will give you guys a discount on a round trip when you book with Status Jet. So appreciate them for partnering with us 
at ontheponyexpress.com. Excited about that. We've got some big things in store with our friends at Status Jet. Well, SMU kicked off 2024 with a big addition from the transfer portal, and that is Deuce Harmon, uh, the Texas A&M defensive back transfer, committed to SMU the day after the Fenway Bowl, giving the Mustangs an instant impact guy at cornerback. Ricky Hundley um, and, and SMU safety Jonathan McGill as well uh, did a really nice job recruiting Deuce uh, to come to SMU. He's a former Denton Geyer standout. Um, and was able to uh, get into the starting lineup um, at Texas A&M. He played in a good number of games uh, over the course of his career, making multiple starts in College Station. But ultimately, he wanted a fresh start. And I had heard about this kind of behind the scenes for a while. We know that he visited SMU right off the bat. Then he went on an official visit to Illinois. There were plenty of other programs that were after him. Uh, to join their program, but instead he's now going to play his college ball at SMU. Uh, check out the full story with Deuce breaking down his decision at ontheponyexpress.com. You, you can subscribe for just a buck for your first two months using the code SMU1. Uh, that's for you guys on the YouTube channel who uh, listen but don't uh, subscribe to ontheponyexpress.com. Use code SMU, the number one, to get a dollar for your first two months at ontheponyexpress.com. Anyway, Deuce went really in-depth about what it means to be coming home uh, to play for SMU. He gets to team up with Jonathan McGill. He talked about how Ricky Hunley uh, was, was key in his recruitment and Rhett Lashley as well. Scott Simon's certainly involved recruiting his parents. It was a whole staff, uh, all-hands-on-deck approach for SMU. And uh, they get a guy who in 2023 played in 11 games with six starts for the Aggies. He made 18 tackles, a tackle for loss, but seven pass breakups and an interception against Mississippi State. Uh, he's played in 27 games overall, 46 tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, 10 pass breakups, and two picks. He'll have two years of eligibility remaining for the Mustangs. He was a former top 200 overall prospect on the on three industry ranking. If you're watching on YouTube, you see it there. Um, and a top 15 overall corner coming out of high school. A very, very... Uh, impressive high school program in Denton Geyer. And uh, while he's not the biggest guy, he's listed about 5'10", 5 5'11", 5 um, he is somebody that that brings instant credibility uh, to this secondary that loses Charles Woods and Chris Meganson uh, off of this roster from 2023. And we know how important SMU's secondary was to this turnaround on defense. And so getting a guy like Deuce Harmon, who's played in the SEC, who's played at a very high level in the SEC, starting on a very good defense for Texas A&M. Now SMU gets him for two years, and this is all coming as the transfer portal window is coming to a close for the most part. SMU players, I think, had to be in by, uh, or I guess they can enter today as their final day, so we might see a couple names potentially. Uh, I'm not saying that it will happen, but potentially uh, pop up in there as this is the last day to enter the portal, unless you're a graduate transfer, you can pretty much enter whenever you want. Uh, but SMU um, is is not one of those teams out there that has um, played a college football game uh, that ended on a New Year's Day, for example. Those, those teams that played on New Year's Day, those players have until January 6th. And then, of course, the teams that are advancing in the college football playoff, all those players will have five days after their uh, games 
and in terms of the national championship to enter. So, um, and I think maybe are, there might be a couple bowl, other bowl games here. Um, still, I'm not sure if, if there's still those couple uh, that are out there uh, after New Year's Day, but <clears throat> SMU uh, is continuing to monitor the transfer portal to address positions, especially on defense. Um, we, we know that um, SMU needs to go out and get more defensive linemen. They need to go out and still address the secondary. Um, and to do that, um, they got to be patient. You know, they're in a spot right now um, in the secondary where uh, they have a great group that they like coming back at safety. Uh, they have some quality young players at the cornerback position in particular uh, that they like coming up, both a guy like Jalen Davis Robinson, Smoke, as they call him, but they've got A.J. Davis, who they still like. They also signed two corners in Alex Rogers and Speedy Nettles. So they have some guys that are coming up through the pipeline, and they'll need to be very smart about how they go about things. And I'm interested to see if the multi-transfer uh, rule that is now uh, you're, you're allowed to transfer multiple times, if that impacts any players um, that are out there when it comes to um, SMU and, and maybe – their future changing because of that. Um, but we haven't gotten any word on that ch just as of now. Um, so we'll, we'll continue to keep an eye on that at on the pony express.com. But, you know, Deuce Harmon is, is a big pickup. Uh, he's an instant starter. I feel like for, for SMU at the cornerback position, uh, somebody that uh, again, brings a lot of credibility. When you look at the safety room, having Jonathan McGill, C.J. Sanders, Brandon Crosley, Ahmad Moses, Isaiah Wachobia, Brian Massey, all back. I mean, that's six safeties right there that you feel really good about. They want to keep developing Kyron Chambers. They've got some other young safeties that they like um, in, that, in that room as well. They're in a good spot at safety. I don't think, unless we see a couple guys drop off, that they make a move there. I know there, there are a couple guys that they're looking at, but it hasn't progressed to the point that I've shared them with the subscribers at on the pony express um but we're, we're keeping an eye out and and like i said there's still time for others to enter the portal um, on that front too so you want to be patient you definitely don't want to run players off from that safety room that's in a good spot i think if smu took a safety for example it would be a young player with four years of eligibility who maybe redshirted at his prior stop or maybe played just on special teams you know three years of eligibility things like that and maybe even somebody who they could redshirt in 2024 as this heavy, this top heavy group of safeties, you know, four of them, Brian Massey, CJ Sanders, Jonathan McGill, Brandon Crosley, play out their final seasons of eligibility at the college level. Then at corner, you're going to basically have to address that position probably again next year in the transfer portal, is my guess, get another veteran. Uh, but the good thing is, is, you have Deuce Harmon, who very much solidifies that spot. Then if you can find one more, and we just dropped some notes on one uh, at OnThePonyExpress.com, then maybe when you lose a Jahari Rogers after next year, then you go out and you just find a plug-and-play type of veteran, one-year guy once again. You do some different things. But Ricky Hunley's just done a really, really nice job of that room overall, building competition, building depth. Um, and so SMU is in a good spot at, in the secondary and, and getting Deuce Harmon is a big piece of that. When you look at other needs on the, the SMU roster right now, they're good at linebacker. 
They got Justin Medlock in there. Um, you know, they lost Chris Adamora to graduation. They have three guys entering their final year of eligibility in 2024 and Jaquandis Burns, Kobe Wilson, Ahmad Walker that they feel good about. The young guys on that defense uh, in the linebacker room, you feel really good about Alex Kilgore, Brandon Maizano. You bring in Justin Medlock to compete. Brandon Booker, Zach Smith are your signees that are coming in. That's all in a good spot. Defensive line, SMU continues to target that group. And at defensive end, you're pretty much good because look at this this group. You have Elijah Roberts, who's coming back. Then you have Jafar I. Harvey, who's coming into the picture for his final year of eligibility. Those two guys are going to be opposite of each other. You lost Nelson Paul uh, to graduation, but then you have Isaiah Smith as an edge rusher. Who knows how Jaden Jones' future plays out injury-wise and all of that. He's got to recover. Jalen Samuels is back. Cam Robertson is back. Omari Abor comes in as a guy who can play right behind Elijah Roberts and, and help him um, just give him some rest. I still think the staff is high on Braden Flowers and his kind of long-term ability to give them some quality snaps as a, as a depth piece. Where SMU needs to continue to address on defense is that defensive tackle position, nose tackle, defensive tackle, whichever one, they've got to address it. They have Corey Roberson coming back. Uh, they have Mike Sanjo and Jiki coming back. And then the two defensive tackles that they have on the roster that are returning are Braylon Jackson, who you don't necessarily feel great about if he hasn't contributed at this point. And then Kevin Allen, who I know SMU likes, who's coming off a redshirt year. Then you can get Mike Lockhart and Jonathan Jefferson coming in. Those are two guys that are expected to play a lot. Mike Lockhart's probably your starting defensive tackle, maybe nose tackle. You still need to find one, one for sure, but really two defensive tackles that can help this team right away because you have Mike Lockhart, who's played a ton of football and you know can contribute, but Jonathan Jefferson has played some football but hasn't taken on that huge role. You need somebody who's used to playing some snaps. And again, SMU is bringing in a guy uh, for a visit this week. We posted about him at OnThePonyExpress.com. You can check that out. And they have some other guys out there. We've talked about Tank Booker, the Arkansas defensive tackle, who is going to visit Texas Tech this week. Who knows kind of where SMU stands? He's pretty quiet. He's visited SMU. He's visited Baylor. Now he visits Tech. Interesting, all three in the state of Texas, by the way. But... He's somebody that is looking to play out his final year of college eligibility. I think final year. I don't think he has two. Um, and is a big mountain of a man at 6'4", 350. If you could find a way to get him, maybe you're looking at a position where SMU is so strong then in the middle, if you can get him and then find one more true defensive tackle, then you've got that steady rotation of guys um, that the, the Mustangs can really roll through with Calvin Thibodeau as that defensive line coach. So – the defense is really, truthfully, probably three total pieces away from being in a spot where you're like, okay, this is a good situation to be in. And again, there still could be more players that enter the portal at key positions and maybe SMU rolls the dice and can get a guy in the spring that really solidifies things um, long-term at the defensive line position, you know, if they can come away with another mid-year guy at the defensive line, then you can, you know, basically go all in on some other players um, that might enter in the spring or what have you. 
and, and see kind of how the chips fall. But that's where things stand defensively for SMU. Offensively, things are in a good spot. You're looking at a team that isn't going to address the running back position from what it seems. Uh, the quarterback position isn't going to be touched. Wide receiver, they brought in Ashton Cozart, who is going to have all four years of eligibility left. He's your big outside guy that they brought in. And as of now, that's probably it at receiver. Tight end, there is kind of a question. Do they go out and get another blocking tight end? I still think they they try to. Jake Roberts, the Baylor tight end, who kind of honestly spurned SMU when he transferred from North Texas, Everybody thought he was going to end up end up at SMU, and he ends up going to Baylor. I don't know if they'd kick the tires on him because, I mean, they kind of played him a little bit last year. I, I think that's something that where the staff doesn't want to get into guys that maybe have done that in the past. Uh, but we'll be keeping an eye out on him, I would say. We're going to look at some other options. Again, we'll update this at onthepunningexpress.com when we hear more. But uh, that's probably the position that is being looked at the hardest is adding a a uh, guy who can help out um, blocking in the tight end game because RJ Maryland's coming back. He's a guy who I think needs to take the next step in his game as uh, they go to the ACC for this offense to, to make the move and not see regression. He needs to step up and be a true superstar, but you also saw what Adam Moore could be in the Fenway Bowl. And we've told you guys, We've been high on Adam Moore since he stepped on campus, so it's not too surprising. Um, and then you have Trip Reardon and Lonnie Johnson, who redshirted this year at the tight end spot. On the offensive line, I still think that if SMU could find a way to get a tackle into the program uh, that can push Savion Bird, um, can push P.J. Williams and Marcus Bryant, that would be helpful. The plan is for Savion Bird, Caleb Johnson, Marcus Bryant, P.J. Williams to all work at tackle and really push each other and see how the chips fall. Your interior of your offensive line is set. You've got Justin Osborne, who has shown he can play tackle. They'd probably like him to be at guard. And you have Branson Hickman and Ja'Kai Clark at center. They'll battle it out. You have Logan Parr, who's going to return and start um, at a guard spot in all likelihood. And then you have uh, Ben Sparks and Nate Anderson uh, coming into the mix. Um, you have Alex Woods, who this staff likes a lot, um, and and he's going to be back for next year. They have some young guys who probably still need some more time, but that's the group that uh, you feel pretty good about along the interior of the offensive line um, in terms of how it pans out and how it plays itself out um, for um, you know their first year in the ACC. So again, uh, pretty much done here uh, for SMU on the offensive side in a way. Again, they that can change. You could see some guys um, maybe move around when it comes to um, uh, when it comes to um, the multi-year transfer rule. Maybe that allows some spots to open up for SMU. But as it stands right now, they're they're sitting pretty darn close to the 85 by my count. And we'll kind of see if anything changes on that front um, for SMU. But they're 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 they have the ability to be relatively selective. They also know that they need to go out and they need to address specifically the defensive line. Uh, they've got some lanyap out there potentially at the cornerback spot. And again, we posted about that today 
um, the second on, on the pony express.com, uh, at least as I'm recording this, um, depending on when you're listening to it today. Uh, but when it comes to what's needed and when you go back and you watch the Fenway bowl and Devere Levelson's not playing and Chris Meganson's not playing, you know, we talked to you guys about kind of watching that game back. Well, what happened in in the second half, particularly the fourth quarter when Boston College really leaned on SMU a lot defensively, they were able to take advantage of the fact that, you know, Mike Johan Sanjonjiki, guy who's been around a minute, he's kind of a plug. He shouldn't necessarily be out there as much as he was. And that's kind of a problem when you look at the ACC next year. And it's why SMU has to address that position and address it with guys who have size and athleticism like Mike Lockhart at 6'3", 308, like a Jonathan Jefferson, another big guy. Jafar Harvey's huge. You look at what Nelson Paul is, and he played a lot of good football for SMU. But when you talk about it week in, week out, you need guys with size. You need Omari Abor backing up uh, Elijah Roberts. You need some of these bigger body guys to really step up. And uh, that's what SMU has been looking for. And that's why you don't see many guys that SMU has been after along the defensive line be, you know, 6'1", 280. They're all of 300 pounds for the most part. Um, and they're going to be guys that contribute to um, a line that is losing three starters, basically. And you see why you need that serious type of depth that SMU was able to showcase in the AAC and be dominant next year. Look, I mean, we can go back to the Fenway Bowl and debate all we want. Well, you know, it was sloppy. It was the turf this. It was the defense out of position. It was poor tackling. It was all of this. What I think the root of the issue was at the end of the game when things really fell apart for SMU defensively was they were out of gas on the defensive line. And that, that's my opinion watching him. And, you know, I, I just don't know what else to say. And on the flip side, Boston College had a lead that SMU had to go one-dimensional too. So it was all bad in the end in that fourth quarter uh, for SMU. And it's not necessarily reflective of, well, if that game's played on, you know, in a regular fall day in Boston, you know, might be chilly uh you know different weather um i don't know we'll never know um but whenever a game is so muggy and ugly and the field is brutal it's hard to uh have the same takeaways but there were just little big ones that impact smu next year that you know they have to address you knew they had to address the defensive tackle spot and that game wouldn't have changed that because those defensive linemen that were out there, those are guys who are for the most part, either not coming back and so not going to be here. Those are your key guys um, along the interior. And then on the backup side of things, those are the guys that are supposed to be a little bit more backup guys having to play more all because one guy, Devere Levelston, who brought so much versatility to defensive tackle, this and that this year, you're having to, make up for it by playing guys that shouldn't be played. So when you look at having to go through a whole, a whole slate, the odds of SMU facing monsoons um, for the most part uh, next year 
is a little bit lower. Um, if that game is played in the weather that SMU played in uh, against East Carolina to kick off AAC play this year, who knows? Maybe SMU's defenders are able to put their foot in the ground a little bit better and and run well and and do all of those things. But um, it's a whole nother song and dance. What SMU's been focused on is addressing clear needs for this 2024 team. And it all pretty much comes up with uh, and starts with the defensive line. So fear not, they are working on it. Um, and they have done a good job addressing it with with the guys they brought in so far. Jafari Harvey was announced as a signee the same day Deuce Harmon was. So those guys are officially in the boat, so to speak. They still need to sit down in a classroom, but they're in the boat. And kudos to the staff uh, for obviously getting those guys, both veterans uh, who have played um, and contributed at a high level uh, at various points of their college careers. Um, but SMU's roster building, it's not done yet. So stay tuned at OnThePonyExpress.com for more on that. Um, we will next week kind of dive into a whole look back on the season, um, do some MVP type stuff, type stuff um, some of those things. So look for that on another pod. We'll grade the positions. We'll grade the coaches. We'll do all those things. Um, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, before we kind of move on to the next piece of the podcast, do want to announce that um, we did announce for the first time uh, in my career covering SMU, which is now over a decade, that we're increasing the price at OnThePonyExpress.com. And so uh, if you're an OnThePonyExpress.com subscriber, you saw the note uh, that I posted on the board about why. And I want to share it on the podcast as well, um, because if you've been thinking about subscribing to the site and you haven't yet, um, I want to share that we're going up to about 15 bucks uh, a month on the site from uh, $9.99. And for a year-long subscriber, you're looking at an increase from $110 a year to $150. And the reason is, plain and simple, um, we've seen a lot of growth that on the PonyExpress.com, and it's been exciting. We're at an all-time high of subscribers in my career. So anywhere I've been, this is now officially the highest we've ever been, which is really, really um, just makes me appreciative of all you guys who subscribe to the site um, and have jumped on board with us. But SMU is moving to the ACC, and with that uh, comes a lot more emphasis on basketball, for example, um, and I wanted to give you guys a better overall product and quality, and to do that, uh, I need to make a hire. So in time for spring football, we're going to have a new staffer uh, joining us to uh, kind of take some of the other roles on the site that I normally do, which are um, sometimes repetitive, sometimes uh, time-consuming. And uh, he's going to take he or she is going to take those on and, um, you know, do those and also assist in game coverage and practice reports and do all those things. We'll be able to bring uh, them on the podcast and uh, talk to them. Same with Kevin Lonquist. We're going to involve him a little bit more uh, on the pod, hopefully. And 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 he's still going to be doing his column and, and uh, he's already assisting in basketball coverage, too. Um, so we're expanding our coverage here at On the Pony Express. And so. That was the main root of the the price increase. And uh, another thing that's going to happen uh, with that is we'll be able to travel more places. Uh, we'll be able to go to uh, the ACC games. We'll be able to uh, send people uh, to do that as well. Um, if I have a conflict, I can send you know whoever we hire uh, to go there and cover it. Um, and on top of that, uh, recruiting. You know, SMU is going to be back to recruiting a lot more high school players in the 2025 class. I want to be able to give you guys that coverage. And so uh, a lot of travel uh, going to be paid for. And then on top of that, if you're a subscriber to our members only podcast on the YouTube channel, we're going to bring that in house. So 
I figured out a way to make that happen. So that's going to become a part of your subscription. So uh, one of our subscribers on my board actually mentioned that uh, I think they kind of come out a little bit ahead uh, or, or uh, it's a $4 difference between if you subscribe for the year at On the Pony Express and then uh, pay for the three-ish dollars on the YouTube channel, you got to you gotta pay four extra dollars uh, basically than you normally would over the course of a year for all of that. So um, I think it'll be a good deal. I'm really excited to bring somebody on. There are a lot of outlets out there that cover SMU. I'm going to be proud to say we're, we're the only one that's really giving uh, multiple full-time uh, type of attention to uh, SMU. And with the move to the ACC, this will allow us to have better game coverage. I'll be able to get you guys more takeaways analysis. Um, we'll be able to focus a little bit more on the podcast of doing some fun things um, because I'm not spending time doing things that you just kind of have to do to get people to your site, some uh, aggregating, some you know, posting the press conference videos as watch stories, things like that. So overall, it's going to be a really exciting uh, change for you guys. And then when basketball season starts, I'm excited to say that our basketball coverage will be top notch, game in, game out, not just, all right, we've made it through non-conference, uh, football's over, now I can give it a little bit more attention. So it's all exciting stuff to kick off 2024. Uh, so jump on board on the Pony Express today, just a dollar for your first two months code SMU1 for those of you who listen to the YouTube channel. So um, excited about all of that. But look, let's let's end the podcast with this. Um, you ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. SMU did uh, finish up uh, signing its class of 2024. Um, we've talked about those guys, the 10 high school signees, um, and what they bring to the table, um, for, uh, this class. We've broken them all down, um, on the signing day recap. Uh, they've all been officially announced as signees, which is good. Same goes for the transfers, uh, that have been brought in by SMU. So 20 new Mustangs are officially on board in the class of 2024. And so what does that mean for the class of 2025? Well, this is going to be a really fun year to follow the high school recruiting class for SMU because they come in uh, to uh, 2024 ranked 15th nationally and fourth in the ACC when it comes to the on three industry team recruiting rankings. Um, and so that is a good thing for SMU. They're ranked pretty high, which is what you want to see if you're a Mustang fan. On three has them at 12th nationally in our rankings, uh, and they're ranked, um, I want to say if I'm counting them all right, um, but I don't know if Notre Dame is considered an ACC. Nope, they're not. Uh, so SMU is third behind Clemson and Florida State in the 2025 recruiting rankings for on three. So on three, a little higher on the class than um, the on three industry ranking is. The five guys that SMU has on board in this class uh, will kind of talk a little bit about them just briefly. And then I want to tee up kind of what's next uh, for this class when it comes to um, what to expect um, and, and maybe how SMU can go about addressing um, its roster 
with this 2025 recruiting class. We know that every year SMU is going to go out and target players in the transfer portal, target um, players to help address uh, positions of need and things like that. But this is a really good start to this class. And if you're not on the on the if you're not on on the PonyExpress.com, we have stories from uh, quite a few of these guys recently. Um, Keelan Russell, um, Javion Holiday, Dalen Singleton, all guys that on three or myself has talked to. And I'm also going to be doing some other interviews uh, and releasing those with some of those guys uh, in the coming days. That's the nice thing about um, January. Now I can kind of lock back in on um, recruiting and 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 obviously it's uh, been a lot of focus on um, the transfer portal window and, and things like that. And that will still continue to be the case. Um, but SMU is headlined by Keelan Russell, the 2025 quarterback out of Duncanville, uh, who's coming off a second straight state championship game um, appearance where he helped uh, the Panthers win another state title, uh, an athletic quarterback who is still just scratching the surface. And, and last year was a first time starter. Uh, for Duncanville, he came into this year with a lot more attention on him. He was a top 100 guy to start the year, kind of slid back a little bit um, when it comes to the rankings for on three, but we're still by far the highest on him. He's top 150 overall prospect for us. I think <clears throat> Keelan is somebody that is going to be really fun to watch as a senior, and he's going to have to do it a lot more. Caden Durham, the LSU running back signing, leaves. Uh, this could very much look like kind of an air raid style attack uh, with a little bit more vertical passing game um, for Duncanville. You see right now, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, just an absolute dime to Decorian Moore, the five-star receiver. Um, SMU is uh, going to um, obviously put a lot of chips in the Keelan Russell basket, and rightfully so. He's got so much pure arm talent, and until this until this offseason, he hasn't really uh, – or until the, the offseason before 2023 – hadn't really focused much on training. He just hadn't, I mean, he, he came into the year as a backup for Duncanville last year and then exploded. So he hadn't invested. Um, and you saw a lot of improvement this year, just based on the little things you can get out of training and, and, and you're working on your craft as a quarterback. So I'm really excited to see how he does as a senior because he does have all the tools. He's got one of the quickest releases in the country, in my opinion, and he just needs more um, refinement uh, to his overall game. And I think he's going to do that this offseason. So really excited about Keelan Russell and what he'll bring. Um, and then SMU has another Duncanville uh, commit in uh, Javion Holiday, the three-star cornerback who said he's locked in after a state championship game win. Um, and then they go out to East Texas and they have Ricky Stewart and Demetrius Br Brisbane committed. Both those guys, um, if, you, if you read our story with Derek McFall, at OnThePonyExpress.com, he mentioned those guys by name as as guys he's recruiting, guys he's going after to stay uh, with SMU and stay committed to the Mustangs. And then Dalen Singleton uh, from DeSoto had an absolute dominant uh, showing in the state championship game, um, just was was so productive for the Eagles as they won another state championship. Claude Mathis, a uh, friend of the program, uh, beating Summer Creek 74-14. to Dalen Singleton, five receptions, 136 yards, three touchdowns. So those are your five commits for SMU in 2025. They will have to hold on to them. They're not guys that schools are going to go away on. So I've, I've been doing this a long time, and 
I'm not saying anybody's going to leave. I like where everything stands right now, but buckle up and be ready to be in big time recruiting again. And um, it's something that SMU's kind of had a taste of and SMU fans have kind of had a taste of here and there um, throughout um, my time covering uh, the program. Uh, they've gotten into some big battles. They've won some, they've lost some. Um, we know that the transfer portal is certainly a cure-all, but this class of 2025 is going to be very different because you're going to see SMU go after some big names. And when you look at the needs on this roster, um, you have a wide receiver group that, as it stands today, is going to lose five guys off next year's roster. And Jordan Hudson is already going to be a junior. Um, so he's going to have only one more year after next season. Um, and you you have a running back committed when you are going to lose two guys after next season. You need to address the offensive line with more talent. You have six offensive linemen um, that are going to graduate. You're going to lose at least four more defensive linemen uh, between the edge and the interior. You lose three linebackers. You lose four safeties. They, at least in the secondary, have Javion Holiday and Demetrius Brisbane uh, addressing that already. And I think they sit in a good spot with their depth in the future. But when you look at the long-term needs on this class, I'm really intrigued to see how it goes. Because uh, this is a roster that is pretty top-heavy in juniors and seniors. And SMU now has a chance to take and make a splash uh, in the class of 2025 when it comes to some of these players, and I'll highlight a couple for you guys that I think are uh, really important um, prospects that SMU prioritizes and finds a way to to reel in. And, and one of them is a guy that is teammates with one of the commitments already, and that's DeAndre Ryden. They call him Tiger, uh, the DeSoto running back who SMU does lead the on three RPM for early on. Uh, he's just coming off a, a kind of a, a season that he would probably rather – um, you know, have gone a little bit better. He was, he's just um, nicked up here and there. Um, definitely wants to, you know, put it all together next year as a senior. Um, but he's got a lot of talent and a lot of, um, you know, just consistency built up over the course of his high school career. And so that would be a big one uh, for SMU to reel in there. And another local prospect um, that I really like a lot that I actually will have an update on here pretty soon is, is Jalen Be Beckley, who's from Trinity Christian Academy in Addison. Um, SMU, again, leads the on three RPM early on uh, for him. He's a big offensive tackle. Um, and I just saw him at the U.S. Army Bowl. He was being honored uh, as well for his play um, as a junior. Um, and he's somebody that SMU is all over. Um, and, and working to, to get on board. And then you look at the defensive line, you look at all the talent that SMU loses uh, from that group once again, and we know that they'll go into the portal. We know they'll address that. Um, that's a big, big piece for them. Um, but uh, to that point, SMU is going after some high-level guys, and this is where you love the fact that Calvin Thibodeau's um, had a history of being able to, to – uh, be in some of these recruitments because these are big boy recruitments and uh, SMU is going to have to continue to use its whole staff approach to really do well in some of them. And Max Granville is one that SMU would love to reel in uh, out of Fort Bend Christian in, in the Houston area. And you look at De'Ara King being named quarterbacks coach. That's important because he, you know, has been a star down there. He's from Manville. Uh, he can certainly help SMU 
make a little bit more of a statement down there. Um, and and this is one of those top targets, uh, a top 100 prospect for on three. You see OU leading the on three RPM heavily. I, I'm not saying OU is not going to get him. Talking with a couple sources, I think it's a little premature for the the picks to be in on the the Sooners there, just from what I'm gathering. But you go back up the road uh, to the Dallas area, and Camorian Morgan is a guy that SMU has been all over. They've hosted him a bunch. He's another prospect that is a top 100 guy on the on three industry ranking, and is very very good. Um, he would address um, uh, he would address that position as well, um, and then. Elijah Barnes, uh, the linebacker from Dallas Skyline, is another big uh, target for SMU, um, and they would love to to reel him in. Um, and he's coming off of a really, really strong uh, senior season or junior season for Dallas Skyline. His film out there is is one of the best you'll see out there. Um, you know, just from talking with sources who who are doing the recruiting at various schools, um, they're very high on. Um, uh, Elijah Barnes, they call him Bo. He's visited SMU um, a couple times. And um, so um, that is really, really important. Um, and I think SMU is going to continue to push for him. And then you look at the secondary and uh, you look at uh, some of these guys that SMU is all over. And uh, one of them, another uh, Duncanville prospect, Tyron Polly. They actually call him Man Man. Um, which is a good thing uh, whenever you're talking about recruiting defensive players. He's somebody SMU would love to to reel in on the secondary. He's a part of that secondary with uh, Kadavian Dotson Walker, the uh, SMU signee um, in the 2024 class. He's another big name. And I, I think when you look at another name uh, to know, um, I look at uh, Trey Fuller out of the Shreveport area. SMU's been all over him. Uh, he's a guy, again, we'll have an update on. Uh, this week, SMU's just positioned itself really well early on, and I'm intrigued to see how um, SMU can do in that recruitment. And then um, I'll leave you guys with with uh, I think this will be the final name um, uh, or final two names here uh, that I'll or three. Let's go one more. Uh, kicking off the new year in a big way, um, SMU continues to push for Zay Gentry, another four star cornerback. Um, again, as you look at the future of the cornerback position going into the 2025 season, again, this is kind of hard to think about, right? Because um, you look at the cornerback room and you have Jahari Rogers as the one guy uh, you lose next season out of the cornerback room, at least as of now, just due to graduation. But then 2025, you're going to want more than just JV on holiday. You're going to want two, maybe even three corners Zay Gentry would be awesome. Really tough battle for SMU here, I think, but he's a really, really talented player um, that SMU's been on and, and pushing for hard. And then uh, another local prospect who I think SMU sits in a good spot for as well, Elijah Pratt out of Mansfield Timberview, uh, somebody that's visited a bunch. SMU's really high on him. I think he's got a chance to finish as a four-star prospect. Um, just has done a bunch for Mansfield Timberview. And then finally, another one SMU sits in a good spot for Kobe Foreman, just up the road, 75, uh, Richardson Berkner. Um, he's a guy we have in the on 300. He's a top 30 corner. I think the thing I like about a lot of these guys is you look at Demetrius Brisbane, who probably ends up playing like a little nickel safety position. Um, and then you look at Trey Fuller. Uh, you look at all the guys I've talked about on this podcast. 
they really have a lot of different frames about them. And, and I think that's what Scott Simons always likes in the secondary is guys that can move around, be moved around. Um, and, and some of these guys could end up playing corner, could end up playing safety. So I think Ricky Hunley, Kyle Cooper, Scott Simons, all doing a good job, off to a good start recruiting the secondary for 2025. It's going to be a critical position group to address um, for many of the reasons we've talked about on this podcast long-term, but um, SMU is uh, prioritizing the right spots um, on this, uh, you know, early going in 2025. Uh, and so we'll be there to, to follow it uh, for you guys every step of the way. So uh, SMU basketball does open AAC play uh, Tuesday night as we're recording this. So be sure to, you know, check in on, on our full recap. If you're listening to this on uh, Wednesday from, from Kevin Longquist and, and we'll have the podcast up there as well. Um, but um, I do want to remind you guys uh, to check in with our friends at statusjet.com. Uh, they have all different uh, types of planes for you guys. As you guys can see on the YouTube channel, large jets, super midsize, midsize, light, turboprops, even helicopters. Um, the great thing about Status Jet is we're going to be able to partner with them on some cool experiences for SMU fans for some of these away games that are coming up. And again, you can just go and check out all the different airplanes that they have available and have worked with in the past um, on their website. And, and it's um, going to be a really good partnership because when you use that code, um, PonyUpACC, uh, you'll be able to go in there and get a discount on a round-trip flight. You'll be able to let them know, hey, I were, I'm coming over from OnThePonyExpress.com. I want to see what you guys are about. Talk to David Henry and his staff there. Give them a call. Reach out to them on their website, StatusJet.com, and uh, get a discount uh, on your first experience with Status Jet. So really excited to work with them as the presenting sponsor of the On The Pony Express podcast all year long. So check them out, StatusJet.com. Com. With that, guys, going to wrap up this edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Off to a big start in 2024 and uh, lots of good things to come at OnThePonyExpress.com. So subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a follow wherever you check your podcast at, out, or out at, and uh, we'll be uh, here with you guys as this is the year SMU transitions to the ACC. A lot of fun things ahead. Hope you guys enjoyed this first podcast of 2024. Catch you guys again later this week. We'll do our first members-only podcast that we bring in-house at OnThePonyExpress.com. We'll still have it available on the YouTube channel for those who want to subscribe to it, but we're bringing it in in-house as well at OnThePonyExpress.com. So lots of big things on the site. Hope you guys enjoyed this pod. Have a great rest of your week. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the On The Pony Express podcast with Billy Embody. Follow us on your socials on X at SMU on 3 and on Instagram at on3SMU. And keep it locked to OnThePonyExpress.com for more coverage. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.